0: And thank you for listening to Roots and Wings, a podcast produced by the Tennessee Commission on Children and Youth. I'm Jonquil Newland. The 113th Tennessee General Assembly ended this year on April 21st. And this year was a very active legislative session with policymakers making local, state and national headlines on more than one occasion. One of those instances directly impacted the Tennessee Commission on Children and Youth when a bill was introduced which aimed to dismantle the entire agency. Thankfully, the bill was tabled for the year after advocates for our agency passionately spoke out and contacted their representatives to urge them not to follow through with a bill they believe would have drastic consequences for children and families across the state. While the bill was tabled, we at the commission realized there was an opportunity to educate the public and policymakers about what we do at the Tennessee Commission on Children and Youth. However, first, we'd like to say thank you to our supporters. Right now, I'm joined by Executive Director
1: Richard Kennedy. Richard, thank you so much for being a guest on Roots and Wings. John, well, thanks for allowing me the opportunity to take some time to talk about the work that we do every day.
0: After that intro that I just did talking about the legislative session, it was very active. For you, Richard, What, from your perspective, what was that process like?
1: Yeah. So, so you know, I think the, the legislature and the legislative season is always an interesting time. There are so many different opinions and thoughts about how to address the myriad of opportunities that we have in the state. So when I think back to the legislative session, um, you know, there were some really good things for children, youth and families that happened this year. Um, You know, there there was a historic investment in increasing funding to our friends and partners at the Department of Children's Services. I'm so excited about the direction the department's going and the work that they're doing, and I know those dollars are going to have a real and significant impact on the staff that will in turn lead to improvements for children, youth, and families across the state. As always, can't thank the legislature enough for their focus on mental health. um, they're really doing a great job with investing dollars in that um, that space. And so I, we know from the data that there continues to be a great need. And I'm so appreciative that the funding that was allocated are go- is going to be able to provide direct services to make life better for so many um, Tennesseans. You know, with the bill... To dissolve the commission on children and youth, it was it was a shock, um, to be quite quite honest. Um, we learned about it um, on a Sunday before uh, the language was shared. Um, you know, I think that the the thought of losing an agency that has been around since 1988 that is really the envy of so many other states to, in the country to have an embedded children's advocacy organization that looks at lifespan issues for children, youth, and family was, was really shocking and, and quite honestly disheartening. I think that um, it in a lot of ways it was kind of a blur um, because we knew that there was an opportunity to meet with legislators to really remind them of the tremendous work that comes out of a very small agency with a small staff with a small budget compared to others state departments. And so I think that one of the most heartening aspects was that legislators knew the work of the commission, that they had seen the reports, that they valued the reports. They understood the the regional impact through uh, the commission's regional councils on children and youth. And so I think that in my mind, reframing everything as an opportunity really helped navigate that process. Um, I think the other um, experience that that I felt personally and professionally navigating this was just the outpouring of support. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I, I promise it was like I could not keep up with my email and my text of organizations from all across the state, individuals from all across the state saying, this is a terrible idea. How can we be helpful? And then being in legislators' offices and hearing them tell me the number and volume of calls and, and emails they were receiving was, was so incredibly um, heartening. I think the second um, just support that that we as an agency rely on daily. That was just renewed for me. Is that the Commission on Children and Youth is a little bit different than some state agencies in that we are governed by a board or commission of 21 members that in a lot of ways function like a nonprofit board of directors for us. Um, they provide the they're the accountability partners. They uh, they meet quarterly. They provide the broad guidance for the work that we do as as an agency Um, and then just their outpouring of support and this work is too important for it to go away uh, was just incredibly humbling.
0: I think every member on the staff, including myself, anybody that we've worked with over the last few years, once this news kind of came out, immediately we were being contacted, every single one of us. I know you said your phone was blowing up, but I know my email was full of it in my inbox as well. Um, Richard, how do you want to work with policymakers moving forward?
1: Yeah. You know, I think that the if, if you look at the language that created the commission, the authorizing language, it's, it's very clear that we as an agency are to serve as a, an informational resource, as data analyzers, as conveners, um, to really be able to help um, individuals and organizations work across departments and out of silos. Um, I think that, you know, how I want us to continue to to work with policymakers, decision makers, is really to have credible data, credible reports, um, so that we can fulfill the mission of the agency, which is to lead systems improvement for all children, youth, and families through data-driven advocacy education, and collaboration, and really be that resource for decision makers as they're looking at the issues that Tennesseans are facing across the state and are filing bills to be able to pass laws that help improve those outcomes for folks to be able to say anything that has to do with children. What would the Commission on Children and Youth tell us? How can we use that data to best inform what decisions we're making? And quite honestly, what are other states or cities or folks that are tackling this work doing in innovative ways that are seeing some real outcomes? But at the end of the day, John think I think it's all about relationships. I think it's, you know, when policymakers have the opportunity to attend legislative events in each of the regional councils across the state, and they see the advocates in that room and feel the passion for the topics and learn more about what's happening in those communities. Um, you know, I, th- I think it's just getting policymakers, providing that space for them to have that opportunity to continue to interact with children's advocates and to use the data and the resources that are data-driven to be able to inform the work that they do.
0: Well said, Richard. You mentioned this a little bit already, but in just regards to the outpouring of support that uh, you had felt and seen, but Personally, as someone who's been with the commission for as long as you have, what did that truly feel like? Yeah, you know, that's a that's a
1: really good question. So I think that, you know, working with the agency, those of us that are in central office, those of us that are in the field uh, across the state. We know the work that we do has impact. We know that that people who participate in the regional councils rely on that cutting-edge, modern, um, you know, uh, learning opportunities. We know that through our youth justice work, we have great relationships with juvenile courts and juvenile court judges and those folks who are working in the justice space. You know, we, we know that through the councils that we coordinate and and the reports that are issued from those councils, we know that it's important. But I think being in Nashville, being so focused on the work because I think that for all of our staff, I think that this work is more than just a job. It's a calling. And, you know, I often think and talk with our staff about if you weren't doing this job, what else would you do? And almost to the person, it's I would still work in children's advocacy some way. I'm wired in a way to make the world a better place. But to answer your question about what it meant to me personally is it was a really good opportunity to kind of pull up, to be able to hear firsthand of how our work directly impacts service providers and nonprofit organizations and individuals working in faith communities in a way that, quite honestly, was was, uh, refreshing, rewarding, and and so so needed. You know, I, I can't tell you the number of people that said, you know, without the kids count work, I wouldn't have the data to be able to apply for grants to be able to bring funding into my community to be able to help address the challenges that we have to folks saying we've used that kids count data and we've brought in millions of dollars to our community to folks who are part of our regional councils saying you know we live in a rural part of the state and you know we have to have ethics trainings for our licensure or things like that and if it were not for the regional councils we wouldn't have an opportunity to uh, to be able to have access to to that information so it was very very rewarding i think the for me it was it was almost like a, like a, I don't want to say refocusing, um, but it was almost kind of a kind of a, a sharpening of tools. Uh, you know what? Um, this work is important. The products of this office are important. The relationships are important. The convening to bring people out of silos is so so important to making life better for kids and families, and that's what we all want. Thank you so
0: much for that, Richard. In the next year, um, we are going to be going, and I say we, meaning the Tennessee Commission on Children and Youth, we will be going through our sunset hearing, um, and that could could put us on a path in in any kind of direction. Hopefully, we'll stay steadfast where we're at. What are your feelings on that?
1: Yeah, you know, I think uh, like like any um, state entity, um, every agency organization has to go through a, a scheduled sunset um, hearing. And that's really an opportunity for us as leaders in, of the agency to sit before the members of the legislature who serve on the government operations committees to really make the decision to look at is the body meeting its requirements is it functioning in the way that can show that um, demonstrable um, um, outcomes? And really, ultimately, is it with our case? Is it improving the life of children and families in Tennessee? And so, so it's an opportunity that's always a, a little nerve-wracking because you know you want to be able to share a whole lot of information in a, a pretty finite amount of time. Um, you know, leading the organization and with our leadership team, you know. We we want to be the absolute best agency that we can be. You know, we are accountable to the 21 members of the commission. We are accountable to the members of the General Assembly. Um, we are accountable through, you know, the Comptroller's Office. Comptroller's Office audits of the the work that we do. Um, and and quite honestly, it'll be a really good opportunity to highlight the work, the efficacy, and the efficiency of of the commission. So um, that hearing has not been scheduled yet. Um, It is likely to be late summer, early fall, Um, but it also um, will give us an opportunity to be able to really put together the types of reports or a type of expanded annual report to really be able to show the impact of the the work of the agency.
0: And I look forward to to seeing how that goes as well. I know this is a our first episode of a series that we're doing here at the Tennessee Commission on Children and Youth to, to really educate folks about what we do and our work that we do.
1: Um, but Richard what would you like people to know specifically? Uh, yeah thanks Thanks for that question, John. Well, you know, when uh, when I explain the work of the, the Commission on Children and Youth, um, you know, and I, I think when a lot of people hear children and youth, they automatically default to the Department of Children's Services. And so our friends and partners at the Department of Children's Services do incredible work on a daily basis. Um, and so, so I always kind of have to step back and say, you know, that is a department that is focused. in in a couple of areas. But when I think about the work of the Commission on Children and Youth um, and what I would want folks to know, it's, it's a couple of things. So, So the way that we are set up and the purpose, one of the purposes that we have is to really look at children and youth, children, youth and families across a lifespan. And I think the best way I can kind of explain that is is through a little bit of a story. So let's say, for example, that a mom has a baby in Tennessee. So we know that about half of the births in Tennessee are covered by TennCare. So we've got a mom that's going to have a baby, and chances are that that baby's going to be covered by TennCare, so mom's going to be involved with TennCare. Then mom brings that baby home, and through some programs that are funded through the Department of Health and through the Department of Human Services, mom may get a home visitor or a, a representative of an evidence-based home visiting program that help will help mom with a variety of things, from breastfeeding to sleeping to, to you know, being aware of developmental issues, uh, milestones, things like that. So now mom's involved with care Mom is involved with a program that's funded through the Department of Health. So then let's say that the, the baby starts to become a toddler and there are developmental issues and the toddler's not school-aged yet, but then that mom could receive services from the Department of Intellectual and Developmental Disabilities through the Tennessee Early intervention services. So now we're at 10 care, we're at a in involvement with health, and now involvement with the Department of Intellectual and Developmental Disabilities. So then it gets to the point that the, the young Tennessean um, enters school. And so now the Department of Education is involved. And so let's say, for example, the kid, the young person has education challenges, mental health challenges, things like that. That young person is involved with another department as well. And then, goodness gracious, that young person can turn into a teenager and make a really bad decision about something and become involved with juvenile court and the youth justice system. So so we have a young Tennessean in a family who... Is potentially receiving or who are potentially receiving services from a myriad of state agencies or nonprofit partners across the state. And each of those departments do exceptional work in the area or in the lane that they are, whether it's education, whether it's mental health, whether it's health, whether it's early intervention services. But the commission is really designed to look across all of those child serving systems and really be that convener to bring people together to be. Able to learn from a myriad of aspects. Um, I think the other thing that I would say about that I would want people to know about the Commission is as I said earlier, is that the Commission on Children and Youth in Tennessee really is the envy of a lot of other states in that it is an independent, embedded organization um, within government um, that keeps the the issues of children, youth, and families front and center. And the independence is is so important. And so what I want people to know is independence does not mean that the commission is not accountable to taxpayers for how dollars are spent or is not accountable to the board or things like that. But it really is independence in that independence in the terms of that data can be trusted, that data um, can be compiled, that the work is really um, nonpartisan and really research-based to be able to say, Here Here's what we are learning works for other um, um, other state cities or, or communities that are focusing on improving those same outcomes. I think that the last thing that I would say about the commission is that I think that And when folks think about the work that we do, I just want them to go back to the logo of the agency. And so the logo of the agency was very intentional um, in in that when people look at it, some folks see a wind chime, some folks see a xylophone, things like that. And so it was very intentional that if you look at the logo, there are multiple bars that are horizontal. And we think about those bars as all of our partners, whether it's other state departments, whether it's nonprofit or organizations, whether it's faith-led organizations, whether it's institutions of higher ed or folks like that that are all focused on on making life better for the youngest Tennesseans. And really, I see the commission being that thread that runs through all of that to really hold those pieces together, to be able to bring those folks together, to have conversations in ways that I'm not certain would would have otherwise. Great point, and
0: and thank you for bringing up that logo as well, because um, that was a, a rebranding that we did a few years ago, and it was it was well worth the time and effort that yeah. we put into that. Um, and thank you to everyone who has been supporting the Tennessee Commission on Children and Youth. And Richard, I just personally want to say uh, this past legislative session, while while kind of hectic, you handled it with grace. Um, and and, and thank you for your leadership at this commission as well. I think you are a perfect
1: person to be in this position that you're in, so thank you for that. Well, thank you. I am incredibly fortunate to get paid to do what is my calling and what I'm passionate
0: about. Absolutely. Absolutely. Is there anything else, Richard, that I did not ask that you wanted to make sure that you mentioned or say?
1: Yeah. You know, I think I think the only other thing that I would want to say would really be to echo how you started. And that is just a huge thank you. Um, You know, as we said and discussed, the outpouring of support was just overwhelming. And I want to thank the folks who took the time to send an email, who took the time to send a letter, who took the time to send a text To, you know, say, hang in there. This work is too important. And uh, that just, uh, you know, I think it's a great example of citizen engagement in the legislative process. And so um, I just I know folks have limited time, but taking the time to use their voice to say this is too important to lose. I just won't ever be able to thank those folks enough. Absolutely. I'm sure this will help get that message out as
0: well. Uh, thank you, Richard. And thank you to our listeners. This has been another episode of Roots and Wings. I'm Paul Newland.